The following program is sponsored by Ron Myers Ministries. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. I'm Ron Myers, and I am your host. My job is simple. I find Christians that want to share their story with the world. You know, the kind of people that have had busted lives, broken pieces, looked like everything was falling apart, but yet they found out who Jesus was. They went to Jesus, their whole entire life changed, and I have the awesome privilege to meet them and share their story with you to help you get a faith lift. Let me ask you, do you have some broken pieces in your life that you just don't seem like your life's going to ever get back together? Well, I think after you hear Jennifer's story today, you will rethink that because with Jesus, all things are possible And sometimes, friends, you just need to hear what Jesus did in the life of an individual just like you. No special training, no special courses. They met Jesus and their life changed forever. So, friend, here's this week's Dose of Hope. Hi, this is Jennifer Emerson, and this is my story. I am a um, survivor of uh, lots of trauma. Um, I am a recovering addict, and I had about a a 10-year run off and on with addiction. It started with pain pills that I was prescribed to. I had a few uh, things happen um, along the way that uh, where I resorted to abusing said pain pills, which morphed into a heroin addiction. And so that was a battle that I dealt with, like I said, for 10 years off and on. And I recently uh, just made a year on the 24th of January of being uh, clean and sober. I had been in and out of rehabs during that 10-year period gotten into some trouble as well um, because that just kind of comes with the territory. I have been to jail and prison. So they were all drug-related charges and um, with, you know, the aftermath of, you know, my abusing drugs and living that lifestyle. So on January 24th of 2023, I finally checked myself into rehab on my own with my decision. It wasn't anybody else's decision, you know, or ultimatum that was given to me. I I made that decision on my own. I went to Oxford, Mississippi, um, where I didn't know anybody. And so I couldn't leave. And, you know, when things got hard, so I would actually stay and follow through, and which I did. I completed the rehab program in Oxford, um, and I have been clean and sober ever since. Because of my bad choices and with, you know, drug addiction, I have, you know, made things in my life a lot more complicated than necessary. But the great thing about all of this is, is that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it without God. His, you know, when I, when I finally gave it to God and pleaded for his will to be my will, that's when things started to change for me. What age did you start doing drugs? I started as a uh, young adult, just partying here and there, but it was never um, uh, a daily occurrence. It was maybe like once a year I would smoke marijuana or I would drink. Uh, I was really kind of, you know, had my stuff together more so in my early 20s. And 
I'm having to recover from with my my uh, my later choices with drugs in life. But um, when I started getting into hard drugs, I was about 33. That's when I got prescribed pain pills for a back injury. So from 33 to 43, as crazy as it sounds, uh, later on in life is when I um, actually got into the drugs that changed my life forever. What is the fascination with drugs? Is it just deal, can't you know, deal um, with reality? With me, with me, yeah, to a degree, yes. Um, with me, there wasn't so much as, as a fascination. And it's really hard to, to you know, explain to those who've never had, you know, are fortunate enough to never have had to battle with the disease of addiction. <clears throat> with me, um, I lost the father of my 10-month-old had, had passed away suddenly. He was only 23. And um, he died on the operating table um, with, with, during a surgery that was supposed to save his life. So he ended up dying unexpectedly. And at that time, I was prescribed my pain pills for my back. And at that point, I, is when I started to abuse them. So I, I figured out it could kill emotional pain as well as physical pain. You know, with opiates, the hard thing about opiates is you're going to become an addict whether you want to or not if you take them consecutively. You're going to be physically addicted to them. So when when you mix that emotional turmoil alongside the physical aspect of that um, dangerous drugs, you have a deadly combination and you have a life-altering combination. And, um, you know, when the pain pills didn't do it anymore, that's when I sought out other things like heroin and fentanyl to, um, you know, achieve the dulling of my pain as I want it to. Now, what was the final straw in your life? Um, I, I might get emotional, but um, I had lost everything. I lost my daughter, my three-year-old daughter. I had lost my, my family unit, and I was stuck in this house living in a bathroom um, shooting drugs, um, and I just couldn't do it anymore. I was done, yeah. I, I literally, I would say I would spend at least half of my day in a bathroom shooting drugs, Ron. It was, I knew, um, I had outlived a couple of overdoses where I actually flatlined and, and died and clearly God was not done with me yet. And, um, I survived those and I knew, and like, I just had a moment where I knew that if I didn't stop, I would, I wouldn't have another, I wouldn't have another chance that, um, that God, God spoke to me and told me that I needed to choose something different because there's no way to live. And then my brother, you know, I would say um, a year before I went to rehab, not quite a year, my brother had passed away from an accidental fentanyl overdose. And you would think that would be my breaking point, but it wasn't. I just, of course, killed the pain and relapsed when that happened. But now today you seem yeah. to have a love for Jesus. Honestly, my relationship with Jesus started um, when I was a toddler, and my mother told me that um, I would I would speak the word of God at two years of age at church to everybody or anybody who would listen, and I didn't even know how, even know how to read or write or comprehend anything that anyone would tell me as a two-year-old. So my mom would t- tells me these stories of how I would just evangelize to all of these these people you know anyone who would listen and it was I was speaking the word of, of the Lord and so you know the enemy tries to take out the Lord biggest soldiers that you know the ones who have a close relationship with the Lord uh, the ones who know him and the enemy doesn't like that and so I honestly think that 
he's tried to take me down and God has, has, you know, fought back like God, like God does. And, you know, the enemy never wins. I I used to be involved at Trinity United Methodist Church. I was a um, a youth leader in the youth group there. I mean, I've always been really engaged in my younger life with a relationship with the Lord. And then I got lost along the way. And I know that whenever every time I try to shy away or pull myself or try to convince myself that I didn't need God, I, I have these battles, these, these battles within um, mentally, uh, emotionally, all this turmoil would really um, be present in my life. Well, I could tell that God was trying to send me a message that I was not doing the right thing, that this was not what I was supposed to be doing, or this is not how I was supposed to be living, you know, that I was supposed to be living for him. And I, you know, I made things a lot harder on myself along the way, trying to fight what I knew what was, what was true and what was right. How is life for Jennifer Emerson today? I'm picking up the pieces. And when you do so much detrimental things to your life, takes a little, you know, people are impatient. They want things to change quickly. So I, I'm really um, learning a lot about patience, but life is great. I love being sober. I love having clarity. I love, I love life looking through the lens of someone who has, is not clouded by such darkness. I have a job at Cat Island Coffee Shop in Gulfport, which I love. I'm a barista there. Um, I have a little apartment in Gulfport as well that's my own, which has been a long time since I've had something that was my own. So I have a good relationship with my son, uh, who's 23. And so I am regaining visitation and a relationship with my three-year-old that I I lost in the aftermath of all of what happened last year. So um, everything is looking up, and I have been blessed to be here. I have been blessed to um, have had the opportunity to go to rehab and actually be shown the right way and the only way to live, which is clean and sober and with a relationship with the Lord. Someone out there right now that's listening to this and they can't leave the drugs. Well, I I will say this. You can't do it for somebody else. You can't even do it for your kids. You have to have that moment in life when you're in the throes of addiction, when you are at the rock bottom if you will, to want to do it. And I've been there so many times where I wanted to so bad, but I couldn't. And the hardest part isn't getting over the physical uh, aspects of addiction and the withdrawals and all the, you know, unfun things that you're going to have to go through. It's fighting that battle within. And honestly, the only way I, I, I have ever had success, and this is the first time I've had success with trying to get clean, is through a relationship with God. You have to give yourself to the Lord and you have to ask the Lord for his will to be your will and you have to surrender. That's the only way it can happen. It's the only way you will have strength. You cannot do it by yourself. But, uh, you know, as a someone who was literally speaking about myself, literally trying to kill themselves because I did, I did not have the strength to face my pain and face my struggle. So I just did it inadvertently through drug abuse. I, if I can do it, anyone can do it because I was, I was very, very, very bad off. There's no one is a lost cause. There, it's never too late. I'm 44 years old and I got clean and sober and it is the most wonderful way to live. It's great on the other side. So there is there is hope and there's people who want to help and there's resources available. But you just have to um, give yourself to God and allow God to bring you down that journey. 
Will you pray for the listeners right now, the ones that are, are struggling and need some help? Absolutely. Lord, please give anyone who is struggling with a disease of addiction and with any kind of struggle with the enemy that's trying to bring them down with addiction. Lord, please give them the strength and the insight and let them know that you are there with them. Soften their heart. Lord, please just take their hands and comfort them and allow them to see that the only way to have any kind of peace and freedom from this awful, awful disease is through you. That it can't be done just just with the clinical aspect of it that they need, that their souls need to have the freedom that only you can bring them, Lord. And please just be with them, Lord, and let them know that everything's going to be okay and that, that help is available and that you will be there to guide them, Lord. Amen. Friends, right after the break, Let's unpack what we've just heard from Jennifer's amazing story. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Does God speak to us today? If so, what does he sound like? Thundering roars? Crashing waves? A booming megaphone? Maybe sometimes. But maybe it's not quite as Hollywood dramatic as all that. Maybe it's a little more simple. John 10, 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. In the midst of all the noise and questions, God is speaking and we can hear his voice. We just need to learn to recognize it. So what does he sound like? He sounds like love, like reconciliation, like kindness, wisdom, hope, truth. Do you know those sounds? Then maybe you hear his voice more often than you think. Maybe you're being led by him more than you realize. Maybe God is speaking to you and you actually are listening. You just didn't know it. Jesus, lover of my soul. His name is Willie Ames. He's a pretty imperfect guy. He sometimes doesn't change the oil in his car on time. He hasn't gotten around to fix the toaster his wife asked him to fix two months ago. He even missed church a few Sundays ago to play golf. An ordinary imperfect guy, that Willie Ames. But despite his imperfections, he's got something really going for him. The guy loves God a lot. He loves to study the Word, he loves his family, and he loves to praise the Lord. Boy, does he love to praise the Lord. It goes to show that God isn't looking for perfect people to follow Him. He just needs people who love Him with all their heart. Someone who has a heart for God is more pleasing to God than someone who looks squeaky clean but has no real passion for God. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. So get the love part down. God can cover all the other little imperfections. so glad that Jennifer is picking up the pieces in her life. There are times, aren't there, friend, that the whole world seems to be falling apart all around us, and 
as Jennifer said, she did the drugs at first to numb the pain. She had pain, physical pain. But then when the father of her child died unexpectedly, she had a mental pain so she could take drugs and kind of zone out of everything. I think something else Jennifer said is so important that nobody can wish you off drugs. Nobody can force you off drugs and nobody can threaten you off of any type of addiction. You have to be willing to say, I need you, Jesus. I need some help. And when you do this, it begins the process because most of you, especially if you don't go to church, maybe you've never stepped into a church, you think, well, what am I going to do? Do I have to go to church? No, you have to just call upon the name above all names, and that is Jesus. Friends, I'm telling you, I mean, I have got the greatest job in the world. First of all, I've had an entire life full of all kinds of hell and addiction and abandonment and bankruptcy and just crazy things. I never fixed anything on my own. In fact, when I tried to do it on my own, I just made things worse. And then one day I got so sick and tired of being sick and tired I had no choice. I had to trust who this Jesus is. And one of the things that Jennifer told us is that Jesus will always meet us where we are at. It's a process. You know, sometimes, friends, we just have to begin the process of wanting a change in life. You just need to know that you matter. Your life matters. You have a plan. You have a purpose. And you don't have to go through this hell all alone. Friends, picking up the pieces is not easy. Remember that uh, nursery rhyme we learned as a child? Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty together. Again, (laughs) something like that. But Jesus can put all the pieces together. And you are a beautiful vessel created in the image of Jesus. Friend, you will smile again. You will laugh again when you do life with Jesus. Because Jesus is for you and not against you. And when you bring Jesus into your heart... He gives you the freedom. That's the word. Jennifer used it a lot. It was freedom. You see, Jennifer is experiencing something that all of us who get the hell out of our life experience. Freedom. To actually be free from all these goofy thoughts, all these goofy desires, because Jesus has given us a new desire. He's poured his love in our heart. And all of a sudden, we have this freedom, and we actually want to do things for Jesus. We're not doing it out of a ritual or because of an obligation. We want to do it because we are in love with the one that set us free. And friends, it's not a self-help course. I mean, there's not 10 lessons how to have a better life, five ways to have a better marriage. Listen, it all comes down to a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. That's the freedom. Freedom not to rely on other people or other teachings, but rely 
on the teachings of our friend, our Savior, and that is Jesus. And now, friends, here's another crucial part that when you are picking up the pieces, you have to believe that God has a plan for you. You have to believe that you're not a piece of junk and you're not a mistake. And it doesn't matter what you're doing in your life. I don't care if you live a different lifestyle. I don't care if you've been doing drugs or you've been doing pornography or you like to go to the bars. It doesn't matter. Jesus wants a relationship with you. See, that's all I've ever discovered in life, and that's what I promote through my shows, is the changes that came in my life were never by things that I tried to initiate. I said, okay, I'll read this book, Five Steps to Become Free of Drugs. Ah, didn't work. Five Steps for a Better Marriage. Ah, didn't work. You know, I couldn't do it. I failed. I failed on my own. It was just plain and simple. I failed. But with Jesus and trusting him, I said, Jesus, my addiction's your problem. My lust is your problem. My lack of identity is your problem. So if we're going to do life together, Jesus, I need you to teach me who I am, what I'm here for, and then empower me to become who you want me to become. My friends, that was over 20 some years ago. And I tell people now, I'm doing things in life that I never even knew I could do. And all the things that I thought I would be doing with my life, I'm not doing them at all. And you know what the beauty is that about that? I can't take any of the credit. Jesus wants to do life with you, show you what's in store for you, and just like Jennifer, begin to picking the pieces up. And here's something else that's very important. While you're going through this transformation in your life, just learn how to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for the life that you're going to give me. You know, friends, when we begin thanking God for what he's going to do in the future, we're basically prophesying to ourselves. And what that means is you're agreeing with Jesus that you are loved, you are worthy, you're not here by accident, that God has a plan for you. And you thank him. Thank him each and every day for what he's doing in your life today and what he is doing in the future. Friends, this is our time. Let's get busy living life with Jesus. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. Hi, this is Candy Anderson Ferris bringing you a message of hope. One of my favorite verses that speaks to God's forgiveness is found in Romans. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Jesus Christ, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. No matter what you've done, Jesus died for you. As his child, you and I are forgiven. There was a precious example, one of those that'll preach moments that happened several years ago when my twin grandbabies were just little itsy bitsy things. Bodie had hit his sister Tegan 
and she just stood him up, put his face in her hands and said, look at me. What did you do to me? She said again, what did you do to me? And he said, I hit you. And she said, that's right. Now, are you sorry? And he said, yes. And at that very moment, she took him in her arms, wrapped him up and said, I forgive you. While we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died for us. His grace, his forgiveness, his mercy is unfailing. He knew we were sinners. He knew we were depraved people, but yet he died for us and he takes us in his arms and he wraps us up in his precious grace. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember today, you are forgiven. We would like to express our gratitude to Coffee News for their support of this program. Are you tired of scrolling through the same old news feeds every morning? Then switch things up with Coffee News. Our publication is filled with interesting stories, brain teasers, and uplifting quotes that are sure to brighten your day. And now you can access Coffee News anytime, anywhere by visiting our website. So whether you're sipping your morning coffee at your favorite cafe or browsing online from your desk, we've got you covered. Start your day off right with Coffee News at readcoffeenewsonline.com. Well, friends, my time is up, and thank you so much. I do have an attitude of gratitude, an opportunity. Right now, God has given me a platform to give you and anybody out there that will share their story a platform to share with the world what God has done for them. Can you see the power, friends, when you hear the testimony the eyewitness accounts of what Jesus did in the lives of all my guests. 99% of my guests never met Jesus in church. They met Jesus at the end of themselves. Friends, rejoice. Be thankful that you're listening to this because God has a plan. God is getting ready to download some new material to you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Just say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm yours. Let's do life together. Until next week, this is Ron Myers reminding you that I love you. Jesus loves you. And when you give your heart to Jesus, you take the hell out of your life. Get the Hell Out of Your Life is underwritten by the Christmas City Gift Show. We invite you to come shop with over 255 vendors from all over the United States from November 8th through the 10th inside the Coast Convention Center located on the beach in Biloxi, Mississippi. You can find more information at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to share your story of what God has done in your life or listen to previous episodes, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. Join us next week for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. 
Real stories, real struggles, and real hope.